Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Uh, excited that you're joining us today. Thank you for being here. This is the podcast where missionaries come in <clears throat> and tell us authentic stories that they love. And I know that you will, too. It's six questions in about nine-ish minutes, because we all know that without a time limit, missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded, but that's okay. <clears throat> this morning, I am joined, I'm very excited to be joined by Brother Hardecker. Thank you so much for being here, Brother. Brother Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and I appreciate your sacrifice. I know it's 5.30 in the morning where you're at, and so uh, I'm grateful for you being on. Thank you. We'll, we'll dig in right away with question one, and uh, let's, let's learn a little bit about you and your family and your field. Well, my name is uh, Bill Hardecker, and uh, I'm an independent Baptist missionary church planter in Tagig City, Philippines. My family and I came here late uh, September of 2016, and then we commenced the work in 2017, specifically in um, Tuktukan. It's a village in Tagig City, and there's 28 villages or districts in Tagig City. And so uh, we've been doing the work here since 2017. Wow, awesome. And that's, is that a, a new church plant that you, you started or is that an existing that you're helping out alongside of right now? No, this is a, uh, this is a new work basically that we started um, from scratch. Wonderful, well, praise the Lord. So, all right, then with question two, um, go ahead. It can be ministry specific for you, like, you know, specifically in PEI, or it can be broad general ministry, but what are, what's the, the best part or one of your favorite parts about being in missions? Well, I think, um, of course, being a missionary uh, itself is its own reward. Uh, you get the fulfillment of basically accomplishing God's call for your life and uh, finding that it's a perfect fit, you know, when, when God calls you to a place and God calls you to a people, mm. and then you get there and uh, you have all your, your fears and your wonderings and your, your, your logistics. And then when you get there and you just simply obey the Lord and how he works in people's hearts, and it just spurs you on to have faith in God, have faith in what God called you to do. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, and then, of course, watching people uh, get saved, watching them follow the Lord, obey the Lord, and uh, applying that faith again, over and over again, and, and no matter what the situation is, uh, trusting that God will do the work in their hearts, and then watching it unfold. You know, now they're coming Sunday nights. Uh, now they're wanting to get baptized. Now they're wanting to, to grow. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you see the hindrances and it's the same thing that happens in your heart. It's that unbelief that creeps in. Mm. And so you're always going back again to that faith in God, that God would do the work. So that's one of the greatest parts of being a missionary is being a missionary. Yeah. Awesome. And awesome answer and true. Exactly. it. So kind of a, a side question or a bonus question, if you will. Um, I know when a lot of people, or a lot of Americans at least, when, when we hear about the Philippines, um, a lot of us maybe already think, well, that you know, there's already a bunch of Christians there, or there's a lot of missionaries there, or, or whatever. Can you kind of shed some light as to the, the need that is still there in the Philippines? 
Absolutely. Um, we have, we re the Philippines does have a lot of missionaries here. Um, but when you stop and think about a hundred million people plus, yeah. I mean, you know, we have great missionaries, uh, men who love the Lord, win souls and disciple souls, uh, par excellent, uh, above, I think some of the greatest missionaries are here, not me. I'm talking like, you know, Pastor Rick Martin and mm -hmm. other good men uh, that have been here for years and have just sowed in their ministries and reaped harvests of souls. But when you stop and think about a hundred million people, uh, we need more churches here. And yeah. when you look at the, when you look at the, spiritual state of this nation of our country mm. uh, we could use some more churches yeah and am i correct in thinking or saying there's about seven thousand islands in pi there are seven thousand islands there's seven thousand one hundred islands in the philippines most of them are uninhabitable the okay. three major islands uh, that are inhabited are luzon in the north the Visayas region in the center and Mindanao at South. Okay. So those are your three major islands, but all the other ones are little dinky ones. They're okay. very uh, small. Okay. All right. I was thinking a little bit differently there, but nevertheless, yeah, to think about a, a nation so compact, that's about a third of the size of population of the States. I mean, that's a lot of people, a lot of but, people. And, if you want to visualize the size of the Philippines, it's slightly larger than Arizona. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's a lot to think about. So, oh, yeah. And just aside, since, you know, we, you and I have some things in common. Obviously, I'm not in the Philippines, but as we were talking about a minute ago, large Filipino community here. So we rub shoulders with people from PI every day. And uh, I've got a good friend here, Arvin. His family is back in PI, his, his older children. What did he tell me? To get from one side of Manila to the other just takes like three hours because it's so Absolutely. much traffic. And yeah. I, I can't even, I was in the truck for 45 minutes the other day and I was angry. I was like, oh, I got to get out of this truck. <laughs> so, wow. Oy, well, a lot of work to be done and we appreciate what you're doing. So, with question three then. What's maybe one of the more challenging things that you guys deal with in missions? Well, there are always two problems. There's always the external problems and there's the internal problems. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say that the external problems are uh, definitely problems. You know, we mm -hmm. do have societal unrest. There's, uh, there, are tra there are traffic jams. Uh, it could be mechanical problems. It could be just basically road closures that are unannounced. It could be there's a, a rally going on. And then there's the fiestas, you know, like the, the patron saint of this village is being celebrated. So every road is blocked, you know. So you have those external things. Starting church on time uh, is a challenge, just starting church on time is a challenge. You know, should you begin because half the people are there, but half the people aren't there? And you know, they're doing their best to get there. It's mm. not that they're slouches. They'll get mm. there. It's just uh, when you have a surprise road closure for whatever reason, uh, mm. you know, then there's weather 
you know, it's the monsoon season here. So they're basically rain everywhere, which is a blessing. We haven't had rain for like, oh, uh, since last year, it was terrible. Uh, it, the dam, three dams have been so low that they've had to cut, they've had to regulate water in the villages. And so, you know, you can have water for four hours here and then you don't have water for the rest of the day. Mm. And, uh, you know, these external things cause a whole massive uh, chain reaction of, uh, you know, not being able to start on time, you know. So what do you do? I mean, are you going to be, are you going to be the, you know, well, let's start on time, you know, always, or mm. are you going to be, okay, well, let's go ahead and sing a lot of songs, <laughs> yeah you know type of thing so those are the external problems but i think the more the the bigger problem is the internal problem of unbelief mm. unbelief in our hearts uh, uh starting of course with us with me unbelief that you know is is god you know how's this going to work out you know lord i mean how's this going to work out and he works mm. it out every time yeah. He were, he's been good. He's been great. <laughs> and yet when a problem comes, boom, all of a sudden, it's like we sink back into this unbelief. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I, I hope that answers that question there. It does. Excellent answer. And it gives good insight into, you know, I think that the same two problems, external, internal, for, for everybody listening, that's applicable whether you're, you know, on the field or or you're working your job at the factory or, at, you know, at home with the kids or whatever. So true. You know, it happens everywhere. And so I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you. Yeah. I, what I, I do, like, you know, you were mentioning about the traffic. It's no joke. We live eight miles from the airport. It shouldn't take any time to bring a, a visitor, you know, or a guest over to the, to our house, you know, <laughs> but it could take half the day to get there. Depending, right. I mean, depend. it depends upon so many factors. Yeah. Yeah. And so the hard part about that is you never know how to plan your day. You know, if you have to go do something, and that's the thing, I'll have a project planned or, you know, I'm sure this happens. I know it happens with all kinds of people. There's a project plan you think, all right, if I, you know, I've got it all planned out. You know, all I need to do is get a little bit of material and, you know, two hours, I'm done. Well, eight hours later, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, like, I should, this should not be taking that long because of X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> well, I, I want to give you two suggestions for that. Sure. Number one, and this is my, it's just my personality. Number one, uh, bring a book. Mm. Just go ahead and get a, like, little backpack or something. Of no. course, you have your gospel tracks there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, whoever the Lord brings before you, just work on that person and uh, yeah. bring a book. Because if I'm waiting and I've, uh, brother, if you want to be patient, move to a third world country. <laughs> or, yeah. you know. Indeed. Indeed. So, oy. Well, it's good to know that there's similarities. So. <laughs> Um, and then when speaking of the similarities, who are some other missionaries, question four, who are some other missionaries <clears throat> that you would say need to share their story on this podcast? Well, there are some good men that I could think of uh, that have been in the work of the ministry longer than I have. And mm -hmm. I always look to them 
as inspiration. Uh, and so I, I would recommend number one, uh, and in no particular order, but uh, there's Chris Eccles. I don't know if you know Brother Chris Eccles. He works in Melbourne, Australia, and he's been there for I, I'm 10 plus years, I think, 15, I don't know. But uh, he, he, and he has a work in Melbourne, and it's largely Filipino people. <laughs> and so I love it. I, I think that's fantastic, you know. Uh, people need to hear about the Lord. Doesn't matter who, if they're Filipinos or not, but it's a bonus if they're Filipino. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> uh, then of course there's Robert Mickey. I don't know if you know Brother Robert Mickey. He is a missionary to Kenya, Africa, and uh, he's been there for probably like 50 years. Wow. I'm just kidding. I don't know, but uh, now he's his work has taken him to Congo uh, uh -huh. and to all these areas. There's tribal problems. Mm. But the man just uh, surrendered to the Lord and willing to make sacrifices to reach people. And uh, it's just, uh, they're, they're doing a great, I think they're doing a great work. Awesome. I look forward to contacting those men. Lord willing, yes. getting them on. So thank you for the oh, suggestion. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I'd be watching that one. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We'll work hard at doing that. So. All right. Question five then. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, go ahead and take three to five minutes and just tell us a story about your time serving the Lord that you love. All right. Well, you know, sometimes we always, um, we always uh, try to plan and do what we know we're supposed to do. And uh, God intervenes. And uh, one of those things was the, uh, when we first began, we basically, you know, found a location, looked around, see how how it would look to have a church in this area or whatnot. And uh, <clears throat> so we decided to do a work in Tuktukan. And uh, at the same time, we were getting our house together and uh, we didn't have hot water in our house. And um, uh, we're renting this house basically and there's no hot water. And I asked if we could put in a, a, a little um, device, like a water heating device. You don't they don't, they, you can heat the house entirely, or you can heat just a certain aspect of the house. And we decided, okay, we'll just do the showers, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so went to the store, purchased it, came back home. It wasn't the right unit. And I, and I described what I needed. You know, I said, hey, I need this unit. I don't have a lot of water pressure. So I have to have the kind that doesn't need water pressure. And they're like, oh, yeah, you want this one here. Got it. It came with a free kettle, you know, fantastic, great deal. It didn't work. So I went back. Of course, that it was a haul to get there. It was a haul to get back. And then I had to go back to the store. And I said, listen, this doesn't work. And uh, this was like a week later because, of course, the installer came and it didn't work for him. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I, I'm sorry. So I have to take it back. Took it back to the store. And uh, they said, oh, you need this one here. And I said, well, I specifically said I didn't have water pressure, so why this one? And they're like, well, this is the one you want. I'm like, okay, fine. So different installer came. And, of course, that installer was our first family. That different installer that came became our first family. So uh, struck up a friendship with him. 
and, uh, uh, you know, told him about the Lord and uh, asking him about what church he attends. He attends some evangelical church, a non-denominational church. And I said, well, hey, listen, we're starting one. And I would like to know if you and your family would like to come and be one of our uh, first uh, visitors or first guests, you know. And uh, he came. He brought his wife, his his teenager daughter, his teenage son, his two little girls, and they became our first family, won them to the Lord one by one and uh, baptized them. And uh, they're doing good, you know. Uh, there's, you know, he's, we're not going to be ever what we are meant to be 100%. But they're, they're coming and they're growing. And uh, uh, it's, it's just how God, you know, mm -hmm. takes our negative situation. And, and it's because he had him in place to, for me to deal with, for me to talk to, and for me to, to minister to. It, the Lord already knew that. And so uh, that was, that was, uh, that's one of those lovely stories I could think of. I like it. It's a great story. And it is, it's a good reminder that when the things aren't going the way we want them to go, God, God really does have plans. So it's amazing to hear that um, a non-working water heater is what the Lord used to get the first family in your church. So, and they're the still, and they're still going, you know what I'm saying? They're still faithful. They're, they're attending. Well, the pandemic uh, and all yeah. that, but I do uh, visit their house, their, their house. Um, they've opened up for prayer meetings and invited their neighbors. Wow. Um, Amen. That's good. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad to hear. Awesome story. And thank you for sharing. All right, as we kind of wrap up um, with question six, do you have any language or cultural blunders that you were willing to share with the internet? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, well, you know, being I grew up in the Philippines, uh, I, I do speak Tagalog. And, uh, but um, even if you grew up in the Philippines and you, 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 you know the culture and everything, um, when you come back to the country, oh yeah, it's a whole nother ball game. So basically, uh -huh. <clears throat> um, I can go any angle here. I I taught my wife Tagalog. I'm I'm well, I'm not a teacher, you know, but I'm trying to help her out. She's doing fantastic. She's taking courses on herself. She's reading books by herself. She's really self motivated to learn which I think is fantastic. I, I'm just the bump in the log on the side over here trying to inform her of like what I think is right, which is not always right. So anyway, uh, I told her I, to, when she was telling the story of Moses and, you know, baby Moses being stuck in the, uh, the reeds, you know, or by the river and uh, the reeds or the, the bushes on there, uh, we would we we would call it damuhan, damuhan, which is Tagalog, damuhan, the the weeds or the reeds over there by the river. Mm -hmm. Well, she switches it. The day uh, you know, she's teaching Sunday school children, and this is funny because I mean she's you know she's her heart's in it. You could tell. So she's you know English and then switches to Tagalog, and out of nowhere she said duduhan instead of Damuhan. And I'm telling you, 
Doo-doo hun. <laughs> Sounds exactly what it is. A pile of <laughs> So here's Moses being let down in the river and him being banked in a pile of doo-doo. And so that was, you know, uh, the kids were rolling, you know, and, and everybody was laughing. And she was wondering, it's like, what's wrong? You know, what did I say? And I said, oh, I have to explain it to you later. <laughs> yeah. But um, they love it. They love that she's learning Tagalog and that, you know, draws them closer to each other. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Well, excellent. Excellent story. Excellent conversation. I've enjoyed it. Um, and I appreciate you being on. If people want to continue to follow your story, what's the best way that they can do that? Well, I, my website is harddecker.com. And okay. I pretty much post our um, monthly newsletter at harddecker.com. So, yeah, it's, it's a good info's there and everything. I checked it out. Awesome. All right, we'll have all that in the description box below. And Brother Hardecker, it's been great to talk with you, and I really appreciate you joining this podcast. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Brother. All right, for those of you that have joined us, this has been Josh Wegart with Brother Bill Hardecker serving in the Philippines, and you have been listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Thanks for joining.